Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. Another week, another new episode. Every week, I want to thank you, Immigrant Nation, for your continued support. Speaking of support, I'd much appreciate it if you join the Immigrant Nation officially. How would you do that, you may ask? Well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> Simple. Please click the subscribe button to subscribe to our podcast. It won't cost you anything, but it will mean a lot to me. Also, if you or someone you know wants to be a guest on the podcast, reach out to our social media accounts at An Immigrant's Life or email me at animmigrantslife at yahoo.com. Let's connect and let's tell your beautiful story. That is that. Now, let's talk about the episode. The word inspirational is so diluted nowadays, but there's no better adjective to describe this week's guest but that. From poverty and immigration struggles, she powered through them all to achieve her goals. Also, there's a part of this episode when the guest family decided to send her to Canada hoping to get asylum, which perfectly encapsulates the things that some immigrants have to go through just to escape poverty. I've said enough. So, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is the CEO and founder of Prumat. She'll inspire you to work out while feeling good in her active work clothes. Everyone, please welcome Maria Flores. Hi, thank you so much for having me in your program. Uh, it's an amazing job that you're doing for all the immigrants all over the world. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. It's it's my pleasure to be here because it's just uh, I didn't know you were in in Canada like we were just saying a little bit like minutes ago. So that's amazing. That's and congratulations for you, uh, for your award. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you probably are working very hard, right? That's the way you see it. I just put in the work, and whatever happens, happens. Right. There's the results of hard work you, you put in and whatever mm. you do, right? Yeah. Like uh, I was listening to one of your interviews and you said something about consistency. Right, right. I mean, that's what I believe. Um, I've been uh, in this field for three years mm. and I feel like uh, even though it was very hard, that was that was my, my the results that I've been you know, I've been working on every single day. Uh, it, was my, it was my consistency and just showing up every day, even when I don't feel like showing up, right? Just show up and then keep going uh, no matter what, what is happening. Um, and every day, just show up in the good days and the bad days and face it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why not a lot of people succeed. Because whatever your meaning of success, by the way, but not a lot of people succeed because when it's like bad days, they don't get up. Right. So I think I think um, um, I think for me, uh, 
the bad days are the ones that make me strong right now because um those days are when you really make you think you got to push harder uh, 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 you learn something from any mistakes that you do uh mm. in, in your life uh and then you learn to overcome because as you know i have a brand um a clothing brand company um and i made a lot of mistakes and and i i did lost also money in investments and uh but i also learned that i should never make that kind of mistake and then you become a different person in the business and um feel right and mm. but because also you make mistakes you learn and and um you become better in uh in what you do uh you know so really um there's not like a mistakes i will say i see it like uh, as a miracles because those um struggles are are the one that teaches you uh mm. every day i think mm. we have to feel grateful for for every struggle or every problem we face every day because mm -hmm. they're trying to teach us something always yeah it makes you stronger you know right i know it's a cliche to say but diamonds are made of out of pressure you know yes yes um so i i mean i came out uh, i'm glad that you you do this because it's so important to uh like um highlight the the life of our immigrant in all over the world not only united states as you know i'm in the united states or mm -hmm. and then you are in canada and all over the world uh, it's not easy to go to another country and start from zero you know mm -hmm. um and overcome all those things that we have to overcome as an immigrant and go to another country and succeed right mm -hmm. you have to be strong and uh, very uh, resilient to really, um, you know, get to know the language, get to know uh, the people, the culture, and and then be part of it. You know, it's hard, but that's why I say uh, immigrants are unique uh, and also are, like you say, they're diamonds because they're very, very resilient. You leave everything behind you just because you want better life or better opportunity and you have a dream, you know? Mm, 100%. By the way, before we get into deeper, why don't you tell the Immigrant Nation where they can reach you and promote your activewear clothing? So uh, we are, um, our, 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 my brand is located online only. Uh, it's in the United States and our business is everything online so anything that you order will come and we will ship it to your door which is which is great people love that uh we are in uh our website is www.prumat.com and uh we are in instagram as a prumat fit and facebook as a prumat prumat is p-r-u-m-a-t-t hmm. beautiful beautiful before we start talking about Prumat, which I like to talk about, let's put some background about you. Currently lives in Connecticut, but originally from Peru. Which part of Peru were you were born? So I was born in uh, south of Peru, which is uh, Apurimac, it's a state. Um, I was born in Abancay, which is a small town of south of Peru. And back then I spoke the language, uh, which is Quechua, that's my mother's language. Hmm. 
and I came to the United States 15 years ago. I was 17, I mm. think, when I when I came to the United States. Mm. The language that you said, Quechua? I'm sorry, I missed it. Yeah, it's Quechua. It's our native language from mm. Peru. Is that what the, the Incans speaks? You speak that yes. language? Yeah, yeah, yes. Whoa, that's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, I don't speak the way I used to anymore because mm. when I was little, I grew up with the language. My mom was will talk to me and, and catch what, but then uh, because you don't use it anymore, you kind of lose it, you know. But I understand and and because I don't practice, but I'm I'm very I'm very proud to proud to say that I do speak Quechua, and people get very surprised because I do speak English too. Uh, so it, it is. Um, it is my mother's um, uh, language. So that's amazing. It's, a, it's speaking very, very like old. The old ways, you know. How do you say hi? Uh, in my Italian. <laughs> wow! I love Incas, by the way. It's like one of my favorite things to like watch or study and like uh, watching documentaries about them. Where you live? Were you close to the ruins or far off? Yes, so I'm uh, five hours from uh, Cusco. So okay. Cusco, uh, Cusco, it's uh, it's uh, where uh, the Machu Picchu is, right? Um, we have the ruins in there. So it's mm -hmm. five hours from my from my state. So it's not far. Mm -hmm. um, five hours far. I mean, I mean, for me, it's not far. You know, like it can be worse because <laughs> you're used to it. You know. Right. Right. But it's um it's um it's different weather in there obviously uh like when you go there it's you have to get used to of the weather and uh, accustomed to the weather first before you do anything because most people when they go as a tourist they mm. start feeling very sick the first and second mm. day because it's uh it's very low of, um it's altitude yeah you know? altitude sickness so, mm -hmm. yeah mm. so where you live is it close to the mountains too. Yeah, it's close to the mountain. Um, we are in the mountains and the and the Andes. We don't get cold weather the way we have here in the United States. And yeah, it's very um, you know where where I grew up. It's a it's a small town. Uh, we grew up in in a small poor town. You know, we it, poverty was number one thing in our in our in our town. So yeah, got that, your house that, behind me. <laughs> oh my god that's amazing it's just like when i when i tell you know as you know i was in like i was in october in national television they took me there to interview me because for, because of my brain and and i kind of i kind of sometimes we you know we have like low days when we feel like low and we feel like we're not doing enough right mm -hmm. That's sometimes it's, I, I tend to push myself a lot. Then I was, I was looking back and I, and I say like, I feel like I'm not pushing enough to, uh, I'm not going fast enough. And I, I saw the pictures uh, of, of my, of my town, actually one of my brothers or my nephew who lives here, who he went to, uh, to my town and he took a picture of this, of this house and there's so many memories in that house <laughs> i felt back then when i was when i was little i felt rich i felt like i had all this money i was i felt rich back then because 
this is if you see this house you think is poverty you are poor but so many people don't even have this at least we had this little house hmm. that we didn't have like the curtains as you see my mom will put little rocks to cover the windows <laughs> and uh <laughs> and then we used to at the beginning we used to sleep on the floor we didn't have mattress mm-hmm. and wait will sleep sorry on for the cutting floor. you off is the, the floor is it earth or cement no nothing it was just ground like <laughs> yeah, in the exactly. ground right? so, <laughs> and then we will we'll put up so we had like um uh what is this called um a sheep you know the sheep um skin so mm. that's that was our wool. our bed so we yeah the wool so mm. we will just sleep on 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 top of it i don't know if they wash it or not but we'll put color <laughs> probably on not. It and that was our bed probably not <laughs> we did not have um uh like um back then electricity or water to drink we used to have a little like um we will go kind of uh, far away to get to collect water in, in containers so we can get you can get water and we my mom cooked the, their food with um, um, sticks you know that's yeah. the way we did it back then it didn't exist gas or anything like that and then uh, which is like our breakfast was like coffee with a little bit of milk and maybe some kind of bread just to you know to go to go you know, for, for the day, you know, so mm-hmm. we were in, and I still felt that was rich. I was rich because so many people, they didn't even have that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then when I look back, so that's why I, I, I just made a post not too long ago. I think uh, like, I don't know, in the afternoon, I was, I was feeling like I'm not doing enough. And I look back and I look back and I say, wow, look at me now. I'm, I was in national television. I mean, I'm not, it's only three years since I opened the the, the company and I'm already in, in, in the national television. I should feel proud of myself, but sometimes we, you know, tend to be hard with ourselves and mm. we don't see it until like, like until now, like I see where I came from and how hard it is to get where you want to be. 100%. I do that sometimes too. Sometimes you know, we get in this position, we get comfortable, we send some, we feel some privilege, and you'll be like, exactly what you say, like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. And then you pause and you say, oh, wait a minute, before I was missing meals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, it's just like, it's just hard. Like, there's a lot of things I would like to do that I feel like I should have done a long time ago. But like I say, uh, I'm writing a book. Mm. And really my book is to uh, to inspire so many uh, women, and especially immigrants, right, that come to this, to this country in any part of the world. Mm. That, you know, they come with a dream. And really the book is about uh, uh, resilience. And, and it's my story because I think my story is unique. And uh, I went through a lot in my life, and 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 uh, and I became stronger. I became uh, um, other human being. I will say, uh, and and I went far. I feel like I went far. I came from this house, little house that has so many stories, and I am where I am because I put I put a lot of work on myself, and I mm. put a lot of work. 
to accomplish um, in my dream, you know, and and I feel like everybody is capable to do that, you know. It's just, I, I, you know, like a lot of people think, oh, why did I went through this um, situation instead of asking what is the purpose in my life, you know, what, mm-hmm. what is, what, am, what, why do I came here? What I need to learn in this world? What is my purpose? You know, how can I help other people? Because like, uh, like me and like a lot of people is going through a lot in their lives. And I feel like I can help a lot of people with the book that I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Do you have a title? Actually, I have three titles. Yeah. Well, are you going to say so, it or you don't have to say it if you don't want to? I mean, one of them is um, uh, how to break the chain of your past. Uh, so because I feel like uh, as a like as um, as a human beings, we tend to uh, repeat our parents um uh, life, right? We we suffer, and they taught us that we have to suffer. We have to work very hard to be successful, and you have to be in a lot of pain and stuff like that. Hmm. And we tend to uh, uh, like repeat, you know. And if also the other part is, I grew up in a very um, uh, a family that was uh, my mother was um, uh, you know treated very badly by my my father. Hmm. And I grew up in violence, and it was a normal thing for us, right? Oh, he was hitting then, her. And, yeah, so hmm. um, that's another thing. So as a as a kids, we grow up knowing that knowing that this is love, right? Uh, this is normal, and I I should take it. I should take anything, uh, even though it's a little love. I should take it because uh, that's that's the thing I know. I don't know nothing else. I don't know what respect or love is in, 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 in as a human, we tend to repeat. So if somebody has to break that chain. It doesn't have to be that way, you know? Hmm. Um, so that's one of the, the, the top, the, the title of the book is like how, how you can break the chain of your, of your, you know, background or whatever is your, 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 because we all have, some kind of chain we're carrying without knowing it right mm-hmm. some kind of problem we we always we have some some kind of problem that we carry i wouldn't say problem uh i will say something that that we don't know that is ex- that exists that is not making us go forward is is keeping us back you know mm-hmm. so um so one of the yeah, no, well, that's one of them, but I don't know yet, so we'll see. Maybe we'll come up with something else. We'll see. So you're saying that you're the chain breaker? I think so. I think so. Mm. Um, yeah, because, um, you know, uh, I, I, in, in my family, um, I have, and we are eight of, eight of us. Um, eight two bro- siblings? Eight, yes, eight siblings. Mom got it's, busy. <laughs> they didn't have tv that's mm-hmm. the problem <laughs> and it's free right <laughs> so what i was saying is that uh, i feel like my ma- my mother um you know had to like she had to stay with my father regardless of what he was doing right mm. and i feel like when you are independent 
you don't have to, you know, you don't have to, you have to be independent. And the way to be independent is to get some knowledge, go get an education mm-hmm. and grow, you know, open some kind of business and be independent and not dependent on anybody, have some self-love for yourself, some self-respect. And I feel like that was missing in my in my with my parents. You know, my my mother took everything, and she she couldn't leave because she had eight kids. Um, mm. And then she didn't go to college. She didn't go to school. So I went to college, and I feel like that was that's one of the things that I, I I I you know I'm breaking that part of my family by going to college and educating myself and. You know, it's important, right? Mm-hmm. Education is the key. No matter right. what, it's the key that will break that whatever that cycle and chain that dragging you down. Right, right. Mm. So I think uh, that's one of them. I none of my, I think none of my uh, um, siblings went to college um, and then finish a career. Uh, I think I do. I do have one, but you know, but. Uh, I feel like by by writing the book, uh, that will be another one. You know, like self awareness, self um, not feeling guilty about your past, and mm. instead of feeling um, grateful. You know. Well, good luck, good luck. I hope everything works out. How did you end up in the U.S.? Oh my God! You know, I was. Um, it's funny. You're not gonna believe this. So when I when I um, when I came here, I just lost my 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 mother. She died hmm. in car in a car accident. Ooh. And it, Rest I was, in peace. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it just happened, right? And it was without expecting. I was in college back then, and uh, and then so I was um, because she died. I I you have to pass a test to go to college in there, and I passed the test, and I I got I got into college and. I, I was working like a full time uh, night time so I can cover with I could cover myself with my bills and also cover school. Mm-hmm. So I could barely afford for everything because college is expensive. You know, you have to pay everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were I was only like 17 or something like that. We were just barely making it. I will. We didn't have food to eat and <clears throat> we have to choose, like we have to choose with, between like you should have breakfast, lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. And then because I know you that have, feeling. <laughs> and then you had to choose which one was important because also you have to have money for, for you to do the copies for school and this and that. And I was depressed also because mm. I just lost my parent, my mom mm-hmm. and so eventually one of my sisters that live here in the United States, she found out that, uh, you know, we were like, we were having very difficult time. Hmm. Um, and anyway, so they decided to, you know, they decided to take me here to the, to the, to not actually, they say, we're not, we're going to take you to Canada. Um, we're going to send you to Mexico. I was young. I didn't know what was happening. You know, I was 17 and I'm mm. like, oh, they're going to send me to Canada. Oh, great. You know, like, okay, I'm going to go to school in there. And they sent me to Canada. I mean, they flew me to Costa Rica. Mm. So what they did is like, okay, then you're going to become 
um, Costa Rica, and then you can fly with Costa Rican passport to Canada. Mm. I didn't know what they were doing, right? <laughs> so they told oh, me to. I get it. So they. <laughs> So I'm like so excited and I was, you don't know when you're young, you don't know what they're doing. So, hmm. okay, I guess they flew me to, to Canada. Really my, the purpose of my, my, my brothers, the, the oldest one, they wanted to fly me to Canada so I can go to school in there. Hmm. So it ended up not, not too good. So when they find out that they did it wrong and when I, I got stopped in immigration in Cuba and I got arrested in there because Ooh. I was traveling with the wrong papers, like a passport that wasn't mine. It's not wrong paper. It's illegal papers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the right How paper. It's the right but paper. it's not mine. It's, exactly. <laughs> it was horrible. It's, uh, now it's funny, right? But mm. I was, I was uh, you know, I was in, in prison there Mm -hmm. And I was 17. I just lost my mom. It was horrible. And How long did just, you stay in prison? I think I stayed there for four days because Ooh, they, were, they, were, they were trying to figure out what they're going to do with me. Hmm. So they took me in Cuba because I was flying to Montreal, right? So hmm. they took the, you know, by the, anyways, they sent me, but I told them that I want to go back to, to Peru because hmm. I am from Peru. Mm. And they sent me back to Peru, and then, you know, then and they, I went back to Peru, and the story is that they end up my my family end up sending me to the United States. What you don't want to know the rest. It's what do in I want to know? Now I want to know. <laughs> it's in the book. Okay, <laughs> you gotta buy right. the book. <laughs> all right, all right. I love the hook. I love the hook. All right, fair enough. So that's the reason I am in the United States. I lost my parents. They want to send me to college to to Canada. I end up in the United States by mistake. No. <laughs> Wait, when they were planning to send you to Montreal, did you have family here? No, they just want to drop me off there. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen when you land in Montreal? There's no plan. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just awful. Yeah, you can imagine. It was terrible. I just... But, like, where are you going to stay? Like, what's the plan here? Yeah, they thought, like, maybe they will, I will apply for asylum or they will, you know, they oh, will... Oh, yeah. I don't some, know. That's... There's some people that does that here. Like, where I live, we're close to the border of um, Quebec and Vermont. And a lot of people literally just cross a, like... There's no border. It's just someone's land and then you go to another someone's land and there will be uh they call them mounties rcmp the police and they'll say hey uh -huh. by the way this is canada you'll be arrested if you cross the line obviously they'll cross the line because they want asylum so they'll cross and then they'll just process that's what they do some of them obviously gets good reason to get asylum and some get sent back you know but these are the part that that's You know. But I was going to be a good citizen for the United States. Oh, well, most of the good, most of the immigrants are good citizens anyway. You know, you know because look at me now. I'm like, a, I'm a businesswoman now. I'm good for the country. <laughs> I know. I guess Canada missed out. Oh, you know what? No, yeah. because it's the Cubans' fault. They stopped yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, the oh my god yeah this is nobody knows now it's funny but i remember like i had to when I actually when i was writing the book this is because this is part of the book mm. you know when i write it's just you just go into it and you go deep and you're writing and you're crying about like about yourself because what is this little girl by herself mm. at 17 years old doing this right why not and uh, I don't know. I, I went through a lot. Like I say it from the perspective because I don't want to say it too strong because I don't know what the podcast is about. Really, oh, you say whatever you want to say. So it was it was horrible. It's just the way I say it because the way the funny way, but it was just horrible. I went through hell. I will say I went mm. through hell and I got traumatized. You know, I got traumatized and. And I had to take therapy. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't live with it for a long time um, mm -hmm. because, just after we, at least the part of you know Costa Rica and coming to the Canada, it wasn't that bad. I think the hardest part was to cross the United States. Mm -hmm. It was. It was the hardest part, I think. And and I feel grateful that I'm still alive here here in the podcast mm, that's beautiful <laughs> i need to get this book now hey let's go writing the book we need to know the story <laughs> yes yes soon it's gonna come you're such a driven woman so you you got to the u.s who did you stay with so i had a sister here who was already here in the united states so she had a little apartment i lived with her um uh, you know um uh, she, she, I was, um, I was with her at the beginning, um, you know, like until I learned a little bit of, of, of you know, a little of, of English. So I mm. stay home probably for two months and they got me a job and I start working. I work in a supermarket and I start working full time. I still didn't know how to, like, I didn't have a car anything like that right mm -hmm. like uh, like everyone right they gave me a little um mattress so i can sleep in the mattress close to my other on my nephew's um bedroom hey, is that so I, at least there is a mattress <laughs> <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> so anyway so and i work very hard i um she she's the one who Pay for the trip to come to the United States. It was a huge loan that I got from her. So I had to pay $21,000 to her because she was the one who was, you know, costing the entire trip to mm -hmm. the United States. So I pay, I work in two full-time jobs and I finished to pay her, I think in, in, a, in a year, I think I finished the, the pay. And then you know, I was working full time, five in the morning. I will go to a job until one o'clock. What kind of job? Uh, or I was uh, working like in coffee shop. Um, and then the one, one to, to 10 p.m., I will work in another job um, in a deli, so in a supermarket. So mm -hmm. I was working two full time jobs so I can pay my sister. And then after I finish paying, I start saving my money so I can become independent and buy my little Altima, Nissan Altima that I have back then because I, I needed, I realized like if, if you don't have a car, you cannot move anywhere mm -hmm. because at the beginning I wanted to go 
I was very young when I came and I wanted to go to school and I couldn't go. Like my sister was not well aware that immigrants that came to this country can go to school. I didn't know. She didn't know? I don't know. I don't know if she didn't know or or she didn't send me. And I find out myself that I can go to community college uh, and go to school and it's just I was for so long in a little like a little like a in a little bubble, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess she was just trying to protect me or oh I don't really know. So then I eventually I start having a regular job and I uh you know I registered myself um to community college because I wanted to learn the language. I noticed that if you don't learn the language, you cannot have a better job, you cannot have better opportunity. So mm-hmm. You had to learn the language, you know. Yeah, it's the key. What did you take in the community college the, other than the I, language? Yeah, first it was it was uh, uh, English, obviously, because uh, that was my first goal, right? And then uh, after that, I met my son's father and I became a mom and I left my job. And I, you know, I, I, stayed, I stayed home for almost like two years. And then and in that time... I went to uh, like a private school to get certified as a CNA. What's your and name? Then it's a nursing assistant. Okay. So after that, I started like working as a CNA, making better money than I was making because I was working for this company for seven years, cooking as a chef and making $11 per hour. Ooh, my God. It's, just, it's, just, it's just horrible. And then I realized there's a world up there when I met my son's father kind of my world opened up a little little more and I realized okay I can do all these things how come I miss all these years <laughs> so anyways I went to um I went to college again I went back to college uh to do I was doing nursing um but I, I, back then I already I was start I started working as a CNA so I was making good money I would say decent and then I started saving on the side. Um, and then I, I went to college too, and I started taking nursing. Um, and I left nursing because I got separated. So hmm. I couldn't do it anymore because you had to, I had to pay everything myself. So I couldn't afford college anymore. And Oh, yeah, you and, got divorced? Yeah, I got, yes. Oh, okay. So, so... So exactly when I got separated, I I invest in my business. I was working for a I was working full time, and also I was working in my business. I was trying to open my business, and I was in college full time. It was so much, hmm. uh, so much, and um, so I opened the business. And exactly when I was getting separated, uh, I lost my job. It was just horrible. So as a nursing assistant. Uh, yeah, I lost my job and I got separated. I invest my entire saving in my business and I Bro. didn't know what. That was just horrible. Counting every penny so I can pay my, my, my bills, you know. It was awful. So I'm glad I did because, you know what, I got stronger, you know. I knew in my mind what I was doing you're young and you don't know about business too much, but I knew what I was doing, whatever I was doing, I just wanted to do it and I want to be able, but I didn't know how 
abroad was how big it was, right? Yeah, you're going blindly. Right. I just, I said, what do I love to do? I love to work out. And that was my passion, right? And Hmm. I also love my job. So I wanted to open a medical um, uh, equipment store, a store. So but it was way too big to invest. It was too much. You needed more money. Mm-hmm. But then I I said, oh my God, I can't afford this because that's what I I love my my I love what I do, you know. Mm-hmm. I love to help people. I know about it. I know everything about it. So it was not something I was gonna learn from zero. But then I said, okay, I can't afford this. Is this is how much I have in my bank account? This is how much I can I can invest. So I and I um I so I open. I say I love gym like. I want to do something that is unique, something that will give different. Um, because I realized I once I became a mom, I developed stretch marks in my belly, mm. and there was no there was no leggings that will fit me and cover my stretch mark. And then not only that, but also it was so expensive, you know. And I was a working mom. I couldn't afford uh, three leggings because they're $120 each legging. If you want an extra set, it's almost like almost $500 hmm. or $600 only in leggings. And I say, you know what? This is not fair. You know, I, I got to create something that is going to be unique, like for moms like me, for women like me that are hardworking women, cannot afford, but it's quite high quality so that's how i came up with the brand and voila pruma was born in 2019 mm-hmm. congratulations yeah so we've been in business for three years we have been in national television mm-hmm. we've been all over we deliver all over well some of our sales comes from canada puerto mm. rico and on the united states that's beautiful, so, man. Where does the name came from, Prumat? Prumat. So Pru is the initial of my mom's name, Prudencia. Hmm. And Matt is my son's name, Matthew. Oh, so nice. it's, the com- it's the combination of the special people that are close to my heart. Hmm. I saw the logo. It's very interesting. It's such a contrast. You want to tell the listeners the logo? So our logo is uh, a cobra, right? And then also the peace sign on the background. Actually, an artist made it from Mexico. Um, so the cobra there is the representation of the company. So the cobra is the only snake that never stops growing. So... That's the representation of the brand. And also the cobra is the king of the of the snakes, right? You have it's very aggressive, you know. So I wanted to, to make it that as, as the representation of the brand. For you to go to the gym, you have to be aggressive. You have to have the power to go to the persistence. The not everybody will do it, right? It's, oh, you not have everybody. to make the <laughs> Everybody will start and they quit in the middle. So mm-hmm. they, they, and they go. You gotta go to to really make a habit, make a part of your life. And you have to have the strength. So mm-hmm. that's the, the so the cobra is the representation, 
And the, the, the peace sign is that when you go to the gym, how do you feel? It brings you peace. It brings you uh, calmness in your, in your, in your, um, after you finish a workout. Sometimes you go and you're very stressed. You go to the gym and work out and you come in like you feel happy. You feel that you have accomplished and it just changes you, gives you peace. It just gives you, it just brings you stability. It gives mm -hmm. you that something that you're missing and it just, I don't know, it's just yeah, hard it to explain. Here. Right. So it's a balance, you know, it's a balance. It's, it's very aggressive, but also comes here, you know. Okay. Who created the logo? Who designed it? Uh, it was an artist from Mexico. Oh, okay. All right. Did you, yeah. So you, how did you know this guy? Like you contacted this guy? Yeah, it's one of my friends. He's a artist in, in Mexico. That's mm. what he does. So, you know, I told him what I wanted and what I have in my mind because I had a vision in my mind how I wanted to be. So, um, and then I said it to him, this is the way I would like to be. Uh, this is the way, you know, it's very controversial because people, they they come to me and they always talk about the logo. That must be like, I must be doing something right because mm -hmm. people just like, they're like, what's what's wrong? What's the cobra? Like, what's the piece? And like, they, so there's something to talk about. You know what I mean? I must be doing something. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but. It's just people come to me and ask me, you know, and that's why I'm there. You know what? Because how many people do you think they ask me about the, the logo? And then I keep saying, uh, I repeat myself again and again. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to write a book. You got to buy them. <laughs> but, but it's good marketing because people talk about it. You know? Right. It's eye-catching. Right. Like it's not like you know other logos of other brands out there, activewear brands that you just see lines or like squiggle lines you know like this is a different thing like cobra which i do like i like when you said like when you go to the gym you go hard you have to be aggressive you have to be passionate about it you know i love working out that's what it gives you you know there are days you're like i don't want to do this but then you do it you go hard and you you have that calm right right so when you saw the logo what did you what was your first thought I love it. I love cobras. Oh my god! <laughs> Look at you. Somebody loves cobra because I have heard like I was gonna change the logo last year. Hmm. I have a designer who designs uh, for Gucci, right? Hmm. He designs all the um, you know how they come up with the little uh, like um, purses and they're unique. Their designs are unique. So the designer was did he did work for me. And I told him, do something minimalism, you know. Hmm. And we went through we went through it and I check, I check, I think he did something like 10 of them. Hmm. And I said, I'm just gonna keep it. It's it's this is like he made it, like the artist made it from his heart. It was in my vision, it was in my mind. And then and I said, you know what, I'm not gonna change it. I still have it. I was gonna change it, but then I said I'm gonna keep it, you know. And it's hard because then some people, they question it. And because sometimes some people are very religious, you know, hmm. some people are religious and they say, ah, oh, Cobra is, it's like evil, you know, but first of all, depends. Cobra is not the evil one. The evil is the serpent. Cobra is not a serpent. 
It's just, right. you know, like a, it's a snake, but I, I, but I see your point though. Right, right. So, and I said, I was going to change it, but I said, you know, I'm just going to keep it. It just feels to my heart and, and it's the representation of what I want to create and what I wanted to do with my, with my brand. And, and I mean, it must, it must be good because people talks about it, which is exactly. good. Also, guess what? It's your company. Let them be quiet. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but that it came through me too. Like, I do have the logo for the podcast was created by my friend. Shout out to Shital, my girl. And then I started thinking of maybe I'll change it, you know. And I've spoken to some artists that became friends and all of them said, dude, your logo is perfect. There's nothing to change. I said, you know what? I do love my logo. I love everything about it. So why would I change it? Right, right. It's it's just, yeah, like it, I sometimes it's good to let people talk. You know, if there is something they need to talk about, okay, they will remember that it's controversial. Okay, let it be then. <laughs> hey, it's all about the money. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it translates to money, who cares if it's like it's a cobra? And they can equate it to whatever else where they want to equate. They're just reflecting themselves. It's your creation. People will right. talk. Yes, Always. that's right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just hard to make people happy, especially in my, um, especially in my, uh, in my field. You know, like mm. uh, it's hard to make. It's it's, it's you 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 get to know people. Uh, when you are in this field because there's so many people and some people complain some people some people like this material some people don't like that material some of them one of them is the favorite but the other one is not the favorite <laughs> that's when you realize oh my god every mind is a world <laughs> mm-hmm. listen so, even jesus christ had haters oh yes <laughs> unless you're better than jesus christ you know what i mean that's right that's a, that's a nice perspective. You're mm. right. You're people right. People will always talk. People like when I remember when I started the podcast and people was like, "Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do that." I'm like, hey, it's not your podcast. My podcast. Leave me alone. Right. Yeah. Because the thing is, the other thing is that people talks about it because I wish they wish it was them. Right. At least mm. you're doing it. Right. You're doing it. You just getting out of your comfort zone by doing it at least like you put yourself out there and the people talks about it but at least but sometimes from behind the scenes people likes yeah it it is hard but Mm -hmm. you know you gotta just keep going Mm -hmm. how do you get into working out how did i oh you know when i was always um so when i first came to this country i was like i gotta do something because you know, like I realized, you know, there is so much food in this country that you can eat and get fat immediately. <laughs> I, you know, as I'm a Latina and mm-hmm. as a Latina, you eat rice like every single day, <laughs> like a one pound of rice. And I realized, oh, my God, I'm gaining weight. So so I signed up myself to, to the gym. I will work out, but I wasn't that. I was not that consistent, you know? Mm-hmm. So then um, I will work out three times per week when I was single. And plus I was I was young. I have beautiful body. I mm. didn't need anything uh, extra. You still have beautiful body. <laughs> now what I got, 
then you didn't need that like you know you you just like oh i'm pretty it's okay like you know <laughs> i would just like go and do a little bit of cardio so when i became mom is when i started working now i i I, I didn't feel comfortable about myself. You know, I gained 40 pounds, I think. And I said, mm. you know, I want to be, I want to be healthy. I want to go back where I was. Like I was very, I was very like physical wise. I was very um, like, a, you know, like fit, you know, mm. and they used to call me Talia because I had nice uh, small waist. I'm like, no now way. I'm like, I'm like, now this is it, Maria. She <laughs> lost everything. And then you become like, a, when you become a mom, like you become so, um, I don't know, your self-esteem just goes, you know, like it just goes away. And you don't, mm. I, I realized looking at my pictures, I would never take pictures of myself because I didn't feel happy about myself. I didn't feel comfortable with myself. Then I said, mm. I have to do something, you know. What is that girl that used to do a lot of pictures and I'm not, that means I don't love myself anymore the way I mm. used to. So I developed a stretch mark and I was sewing, like I felt very uncomfortable. So I started working out and I got serious into it and I started working out three days and then, and then it became my routine. Now I've been working out for 10 years, 11 years, and I do every day, every day. If I don't do it, if I don't go, I don't feel comfortable. I just feel it's part of my life now. It's part of my, it's a, it's, it's a habit now. Yeah, you know? yeah. Do you go to the gym every day? Like literally Mondays to Sunday? No, I go Monday to Friday. And hmm. sometimes I'll go Saturday, Sunday, just to do a little stretch or or. or or sometimes to just to do a little cardio, mm -hmm. and, but Monday to Friday is you have to, you must. Like it's something that I go. What time do you go? So I try to go early in the morning. So I get up at five o'clock. I go five o'clock to six, like five in the morning. Try to go in the morning. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when if I have time in the afternoon, like eleven ish, I go at that time. But most of the time I go in the in the morning, like five mm -hmm. in the morning. Who's watching your son? Yeah, he oh he goes with his father. He's already eleven. He's big boy now. Okay, so okay. he he goes to, to his father half of the time. We take it like days, and then and then he goes half of the days. Like uh, twice a week, he goes uh, with his father, and then every other weekend. So, mm -hmm. but if he's with me, I still go because he's sleeping. I get home at six o'clock and he's still sleeping. I have to, the alarm is going on and he's still sleeping, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you're such a busy woman. You're such a driven woman. How do you make sure that you are giving the proper amount and time to your child that, you know, he wouldn't feel that he's neglected? Right. So. I try. I did. I was very, very busy before. I had a like six, sixty hours job. I would work twelve to twelve, like twelve hour shift sometimes, hmm. plus the business. But um, I realized that yeah, my son in fact was like being neglected. You know, like uh, his father was the one who helps a lot. Then I noticed that I will only see him at nighttime. I will come home. I used to go to work at eight o'clock to eight p.m in the morning to 8 p.m. Hmm. And I realized like, okay, I only see him at nighttime and my, and and his father will, you know, take care of him in the morning. Or I, I take care of him on the morning and I'll come home at eight o'clock and he will be with his father. He barely see me. 
So I say, you know what, I'm going to quit my job. I need to focus in my business more and then uh, work in my own schedule. And I do CNA privately. I, I do my own schedule now. Hmm. And I think uh, he's very happy. He's a happy boy now because I spend time with him. I take him to school every day. I make his breakfast every day, make sure he eats good. I'm here at 3 o'clock. I come home at 12 o'clock. And then I come home again at three o'clock and I make sure he's doing his homework and I cook for him, make dinner. Every night we have dinner at this time. He sit down and, you know, and then make sure he sits there and does his homework. And I, mm-hmm. I, I just feel, I feel very blessed about my time because I can manage my time um, and put my, my son as a, as a priority, you know. That's I beautiful. mean, I doesn't even feel like I'm working, you know, like he's, are you working today? I'm like, I am working, yes. I already made that money. <laughs> because, <laughs> I, because it's just, I manage my time now better, you know, like mm. I, I make my hours. I, when I put my patience, I put, I can do this hour to this hour. Uh, and I don't work Monday. My only work Monday to Friday. I can now work Saturday, Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. because my son, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we, he stays with me and we do things. He, ha- he has basketball and I have to be there with him. Mm, that's beautiful, so he feels man. he feels blessed. You know, he tells me now that I'm happy to see you, um, that you're home now all the time. You know, uh, you're with me. And I feel, I feel, I feel the change also, you know, but I, I think two years ago, a year ago, I was working very hard because I had this, you know, I had this uh, goal that I needed to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm a single mom. I don't depend on anybody. If I don't work, how, how, the, how am I going to produce any income? Mm. So I had to work, but I was getting so obsessed about it because I wanted to my son was saying he wanted a house and I said, I got to get his house and he wants a house, but that's not what he means. He, when he says house, he doesn't have any idea. I think he just, he wants me there, you know? Mm. So when it times it's the right, when it's the right time, it's going to come. And I feel like I was pushing myself way too much and I yeah. almost got sick. So, you know, you start becoming depressive because you're working long hours. Yeah, you were blinded by your ambition. Right, right. So mm. I feel very blessed now because I'm home at 3 o'clock, sometimes at 4 o'clock. And then he sees me in the morning. I make breakfast. I eat with him. And then in the afternoon, I make dinner. And he's there. I'm there, you know. That's beautiful, man. Going back to Prumat, what separates Prumat from other workout clothes? So why would a customer buy your product instead of others? Right. So I think it makes us unique because it's made for moms. It's affordable mm. and high quality product. It's also extra high waist. So it's not like any other clothes. Um, it, our, our brand was focusing moms, right? Most of the brands are focused for people that already work out, but our brand was made for moms like me. Mm. Um, high waist and also affordable, you know, and a high quality ones. Once people buy one time, they love the material and also how um, how high waste it is. So that makes us unique. And also it's Latina owned, it's mom owned, and it's dedicated for moms like me. Beautiful. Know? Who designs the clothes? I do it. I do it myself. One of your um, 
workout bottoms. It has like a <laughs> hole on the side here. I like it. What, what made you think uh, that? It says Frumat. Yeah. So that was our first collection. That's our best seller. Um, I, I'm still thinking like because people love them, uh, the uh, design, I think we're going to come up with new colors. I'm not sure. I'm trying to decide. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, that's that makes us unique. I, that was our first collection. I wanted to make um, because as as a mom, you can show, but you don't have to show the whole thing. So <laughs> I wanted to make kind of like a sexy, but not, but also um, classy. That because mm. that's who I am. I'm sexy, but I'm very classy. So mm. I wanted to make high waist all the way here, but also like a little sexy in this part. So mm. that's why it's so sexy when you go to the gym. People see, say, oh my god, I'm wearing Pruma. Then it's 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 kind of sexy in this area because you show a little bit but not too much so mm, i like it i like it yeah that's our first collection it's, a, it's our best seller too uh, and i think that's why that's why people love it because uh you know moms that they work out they love the material and also they love that it's a little sexy but not too much you know what i mean <laughs> i love it speaking of being in shape and all that do you think of going into the plus size clothing line or you're just gonna stick with the moms no i think i will go and i in fact it's something that i would love to do that but as you know uh plus size is extra material right mm. you have to pay more money for that and you have to have the market for it so we want to do, we do want to incorporate that, but um, we need more investment. So I'm thinking maybe uh, we will have to drop the part of extra small to go to plus size. So eventually we're going to do it. But we do have some bras that are extra, extra large. And then um, we're trying to do the plus size. But it's going it, to, it's really, people don't know this, but it costs more to become to come for the plus size because of the material mm, so yeah, i never I even do, thought of that yeah because they use extra material you know if it's yeah. it, so it's gonna cost us a little more um but you i just know, lose I know weight you know <laughs> <laughs> no it's just you just <laughs> i think it's i don't think I don't think, uh, I mean, everybody, every shape is, it's different, you know, like you don't have to be fit, you know, you can just, you can be fit and you can be, um, uh, you know, medium size or large size and be happy with your body. It's just what you do and how you feel, you know, how comfortable you are, you know. Yeah, um, but if there's a pill that you can take and you suddenly you're like hearty with the body, I promise you. 100% of people will take that pill. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that that is true. That is true, but you know that magic pill doesn't exist, right? You have <laughs> to create <laughs> You have to be realistic, but also you have to learn to love your your body the way it is, mm. you know? Like I don't think you need to be like a curvy and like you shape to be happy and to feel comfortable. The thing is nowadays the magazine and all these companies are, they show us to, you have to have perfect body for you to be like a, like a number one. You know, I don't, I don't want that. I don't, in reality, we have all kind of people, all kind of women out there. And we want to dedicate those uh, clothes for them to, 
you know, because I'm a mom, I'm not perfect. I, I might look perfect, but I am not. I have stretch marks <laughs> and I am very proud about it. And I don't feel like I need to be like a Corby to be, to feel sexy. You know, mm-hmm. I think there is girls that look amazing and they're a little bit overweight, but they look sexier than me, which is, you know, you just have to learn to love the way you are and uh, without compromising your health, obviously. Mm, definitely. You moved so much. You have so much ideas, so much goals. When do you ever collect your thoughts and work on yourself? That's a good question. You know, I was, I, it's hard. It's hard for me. The, I just went into a relationship uh, and that I am having that difficult time of balance, you know, because I love my free time. I love my quiet time. I love, um, I love because that's when I really my creativity comes to me, right? Mm. Like when I'm alone, when I'm, and I feel like I lost that part of me, and I feel like. I look because I love to meditate. I do. I used to meditate a lot every day, but then since I go into relationship, everything has changed. But I think I uh, I'm trying to make uh, um, like a habit where I can have like a nine to ten where I can meditate. I can read because I do love to read too. I I read a lot. Mm-hmm. You see me if you knew me you, anywhere, even to the store. I go with my book. <laughs> I go to with my book in my hands because if I'm gonna have wait maybe have a little time I can read it because I'm so busy hmm. and I I don't have the time to sit down and read but I'm was always doing something and I think that's that's important to me but I did I did I did lost that part of me I feel when I got into a new relationship and it's important I think it's important for you to dedicate yourself for you you know especially to come with ideas is for me it's so important like uh, uh because i'm writing a book too like i gotta do it over some sometimes i do it early in the morning that's why i wake up early but sometimes mm. do in the afternoons like a late late night when my song already went to bed so i can have that hour for me and do miracles in that time you know mm, beautiful listen maria it's been such a pleasure talking to you i think we're there but before we close out do you have any last remarks Yes, I think uh, I would like to say thank you so much for, for having me in your home. Um, and it's amazing what you're doing for all the immigrants. And I just want to say that, uh, you know, whatever is your dream, you got to work very hard on it. And whoever is listening to this podcast, you have to work very, very hard in your dreams. Don't ever give up. You're going to have many people that won't believe on you. But as long as you believe in yourself, you have consistent consistency and you're persistent i promise you you're gonna achieve anything you're you're uh working on or you're dreaming for and i think uh it's important to believe in yourself first before anybody else you have to believe in yourself no matter how hard it gets no matter how many people won't believe in you uh, you just believe in yourself and keep going and then it's the key is to show up no matter what Mm, beautiful wise word from a wise woman again maria thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really do appreciate it thank you so much for having me and your podcast have a good evening good evening bye-bye now bye
Thank you again, Maria, for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.